Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. Howdy. And today's show is going to be about an interview with William Barr and NBC, right? Mm -hmm. And NBC regarding the uh, Office of uh, IG report on the, I guess, really the Steele dossier and the well, credibility. The report was on the FISA abuse. Right, right, right. Well, and the. Uh, FBI's operation outside policy. If you uh, want a, a more in-depth explanation about that OIG report, then you can go to yesterday's Daily Journal uh, where we we jumped into the, the report itself. JC and I both read the report and we jumped Which into it in crazy. detail. Very, very crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think Barr's, Barr's interview is is much less crazy given uh, man i there's i thought there was some shots across the bow in this interview man i mean well those he, of you who he saw put some people on notice without naming names well he did name a couple names but there was some shots across the bow for real so those of you who saw yesterday's show about the uh oig report then uh, you will be able to understand why uh, why this William Barr interview is important, because I said at the end of the at the end of yesterday's show. Uh, now, given this OIG report, we're going to be able to determine the true nature yeah. of William Barr, because remember the. Office of IG is not there to file criminal charges. They're not even there to determine whether criminal charges are to be made. They're not even there to determine whether a crime has been committed. They're simply an investigative body from an administrative point of view. Did the FBI follow the internal procedures and policies? And so with the publishing of this report, because I think that the OIG report sometimes really goes above that role and in overtly implies criminal activity. And I, I think maybe they didn't actually come out and say criminal activity because that's not their role, right? Unlike Mueller in his report, who made inappropriate statements consistently outside the role of his obligation and the role of, of, of his assignment. You know, when he said, you know, I can't prove he's, he's, he's committed obstruction, but I can't exonerate him either. That's not the job of the investigator to prove or exonerate in any way, shape, or form. So in this kind of comparison, the OIG is, is very similar to what Mueller, Mueller, Mueller was supposed to be doing, just simply uh, bringing together the, the information and presenting the facts so the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, works from there. So now with this OIG report, it really is incumbent upon the Department of Justice through the Attorney General's office to take this and do what's right. Well, it's just a piece of the puzzle that 
and that's, I think Attorney General explained, he puts that in perspective. This yeah. is a piece of the puzzle, had its particular role, but it's not the full picture. And I know people, you know, get weary of the whole impeachment conversation, but I think as you can hear from the implications of the Attorney General, we're talking about an attempted coup, possible treason. I mean, this is major. Yeah, I mean, seriously, he he invokes that whole yeah, treason. This, this is thing. a major historical event for 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 political junkies. You, you know, this is this is a pretty exciting thing. This is things that. These are the events that people will talk about for generations throughout history. Uh, political junkies. If you're a citizen of well, I'm just saying this it, country. If I mean, you're come a on. citizen, it ought to be important, right? But but really, when we get to the bottom line of it, it's it's really just the people who are who are mostly politically active, sometimes politically active, that are paying attention to this. That's but for sure. this is something that, like I said, this is something that's going to populate history books for generations. Absolutely. A uh, first to first and, and uh, really serious implications. And see, here's the thing, JC, that I want people to really understand. Because this is the important principle that we have to take about away from here. This is not about Trump. Right. And in reality, if you think about it specifically, JC, this is really not about the president. This is about how much power can the House of Representatives wield unchecked? Because here we have, I was explaining this, this in an interview earlier today. Separation of powers is an essential principle to the maintenance of liberty. So much so that both Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, many of those who were involved in the ratification of the Constitution repeated the words of Montesquieu that if a branch of government, if power is consolidated into one person or into one branch, and these are the words, liberty cannot survive. So separation of powers is very important here. What the House of Representatives is attempting to do is completely dissolve the separation of powers between the House of Representatives and the executive because, and this is the important principle that we must see here, if the House of Representatives can impeach for whatever they think, then now the office of the president is actually an at-will employee of the House which means everything that the president does must be checked through the House for their political approval, and no longer do you have a separate branch of the executive branch. Yeah, and, and all of that's true, but there's another part of the conversation that goes well beyond the House of Representatives. This, is, this, is, this goes outside of the interrelational uh, you know, uh, government branches and checks and balances and whatnot. I mean... Uh, that that's been the tool that what you're describing has been the tool of some outside forces and and other actors that who knows maybe uh, maybe um, the what's the guy's name Durham maybe Durham is going to get to some of those folks I don't know seems seems like uh, Attorney General Barr may have implied some of that well either way you look at it this is the culmination of of a century of of government that has been allowed to operate operate unchecked 
outside the boundaries of the Constitution. I believe that exists in part, in fact, that the people simply don't understand what their proper checks and balances are anymore. And the majority of Americans believe that the, you check gov the federal government through itself. Mm -hmm. And so that the only real check and balance is itself. And I think, and not to sort of sl slip in here a little commercial, but I think that's one of the reasons why Liberty First University is so important. Uh, my book, Sovereign Duty, is so important. Because through both Liberty First University and Sovereign Duty, we teach what the founders intended to be the most powerful check and balance, the external check and balance of the people and their states on the power of the federal government. Amen. So you want to get started on this this interview? Yeah, I, like I said, I there were some shots across the bow that I was just blown away mm -hmm. listening to him speak. Yeah, and um, I don't know if if you're not paying attention, maybe you don't pick up on it. But I, I was just like, wow, there's there's some serious thing happening here. This IG report was far from the end of the story, and that was absolutely confirmed with William Barr's Yeah, interview. see, that's one of the things we talked about yesterday is yeah. where, what will happen after this OIG report because you brought up the OIG's website and the, the numerous reports that have been issued, even in yeah. the most recent history, what has actually happened. Yeah, so it's been building. It's been building and they're so building what are they a do case. With this? And, uh, and they're continuing to build a case. I mean, Durham's, Durham's on this thing and you got a sense in William Barr's interview, you got a sense of um, how encompassing Durham's investigation is so all right Jason let's roll the film yeah so up, up first I guess you, you just want to give us commentary through these things the um, yeah we'll pause and we'll is, talk about it so this is from NBC's interview with William Barr um, and I just pulled I pulled out you know mainly the William Barr's answers and we can talk about this, the content of what mm -hmm. he says but in this first clip he just is really characterizing much of what we talked about yesterday of the nature of the IG report and mm -hmm. Uh, but then he he just he I mean he flat out directly characterizes the stuff in connection with this these FISA warrants and the Russia investigation. So this was what's significant to me. You're talking about the attorney general, so he, you already hear his stance. Now he talks about as far as with an illegal framework. You know we're not we're not making judgments about motivations and various things. It's the but same it, thing the OIG report. But it's said. very clear. Uh, where he stands and how he views uh, what's going on and, and why he thinks this this predicates the investigation that he started with Durham. That, that he's essentially a very, a very crafty communicator. Yeah. He's, well, he's a very, very efficient orator. Consistent yes. and, and uh, sticks to it. So first clip, uh, first clip, William Barr from the interview with NBC. I think the heart of uh, the IG's report really focused on how the investigation was conducted once it got going, and that is especially the very serious abuses of FISA that occurred, much of which has been, in my view, not accurately reported by the press over the last day. What an, what an amazing statement. I mean, okay, so like we said, what we have here is the beginning of the report is just simply establishing is... Is was it appropriate for the FBI to start an investigation? So he's right. sort of skipping over that. He's like, okay, so we've we've established that it is proper for the FBI to have started this, and we're getting to the meat of it. And the real thing here is 
the FISA violations. Well, and as we talked about, they I mean, they're just huge. And let's not forget that the FISA violations that they outline in the OIG report are not new just simply because of Trump. These are the, this is, and I'm, I am confident in saying this, even though it could be, a, you know, considered an accusation, this is exactly how the FBI in the majority has been working through the FISA courts. And this is the big problem. We know that because Larry Klayman, our friend Larry Klayman, is a, is a very involved federal attorney who's brought these FISA claims, these claims against FISA courts for years now. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be clear, and he'll go on to explain this, um, the IG says, you know, this is why it was open and 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 it ought to be open. We've mm-hmm. established that, but but that's not that's not the Attorney General's view. In fact, that's the place of uh, disagreement. That he does not agree that uh, it should have been started. Well, I like the fact that he calls out in, the press. In one area, I do disagree uh, with the IG, and that was whether there was sufficient predication to open a full blown. Uh, uh, counterintelligence investigation, specifically using the techniques that they did uh, to collect intelligence about the Trump campaign. So what he's talking about there, JC, is the beginning where the OIG uh, looked at FBI policy and determined there are two classes of OIG investigation. There is a predicatory investigation, there's a full open investigation. So there are two levels. And uh, the OIG, because the the FBI jumped straight to the the highest level, okay? And they, um, he jumped straight to the highest level and they went in and uh, avoided, and and they just skipped over the, the preliminary level. And so the OIG said it was okay because this was a matter of national security. And that's where he's disagreeing. I think he's actually saying we should have at least started in the beginning, which would not have invoked the the ability to engage in the FISA part of the investigation. The the Russia investigation. The Russia, right. Not the IG review. No, no. Okay. The OIG says that the FBI had two levels right, of right, investigation. Yeah, so okay? you're referring to the Russian yeah, investigation. Right. So yeah. the OIG said that the FBI was warranted in jumping directly to the highest level investigation. And uh, what what Barr is saying is, I, I, I don't think this rose to the level. And here's the key, because Barr hones in on the FISA thing, right? And so if they had started at the preliminary level, they would have never been able to engage the FISA courts yet without gathering more information first. I, I think probably from a civil liberty standpoint, the greatest danger to our free system is that the incumbent government use the apparatus of the state, principally the law enforcement agencies and the intelligence agencies, uh, both to spy on political opponents, but also uh, to use them in a way that could affect the outcome of the election. Yeah. Um, as far that's, as I'm aware, this is the... That's... Uh, wow. I mean, seriously, that's... that's He jumps straight outside the, the, the text of the report and draws a conclusion. Because that's not in the report. 
that they use this as a political tool. That's a conclusion of his, and I think that's a pretty strong conclusion coming from somebody who's also going to say in this this interview, it's not my job to draw conclusions. But he does this throughout the video. He sort of drops these little yeah, things well, in here. Yeah, I, and I he's characterizing, I mean, he's talking about the nature of the Steele report and, and all of these things. So, I mean... Um, well, what he's doing is he's taking what the OIG said was Steele's motivations, where the OIG says, this is the testimony, we can't really assign these motivations uh, to, to anybody but Steele. But in reality, I, what, what he's saying is, it's just out there. We can't deny it. This was done for political motivations to investigate a political opponent. Right, and the, this was in response to the question. Um, so I, maybe I should have included the question in, when I grabbed the clip. The, the, the interviewer is pretty much saying, well, what's the big deal, right? What do, what do you feel like, like, what's the problem? I mean, they had this, they heard this rumor in a bar that, that Russia was somehow co-opting or wanting to influence the, uh, the election by releasing Hillary Clinton information, and so they thought it was a threat. So what's the big deal? And so that was his response. The As real the danger here is yeah. the fact, not not that we're investigating threats and what have you, but the real danger, he's saying, uh, is, and, and, and as you said, this is not, he's not saying hypothetically. Yes. I mean, he's saying this is what happened. Mm -hmm. This is the real danger, he says, that uh, the apparatus of government was used to essentially target a political opponent and influence the outcome of elections. So I, the, he says not just any apparatus either, the law enforcement yeah, and apparatus. intelligence apparatus. So I, so I just, I, sorry like guys, you're saying, I didn't he mean draws to. a conclusion yeah. and he's, to me, this is, he's, um, what's the word, telegraphing? Like you already know where this is going because like you said, he's already putting his finger on, this is what happened. This is what we see. Yeah. Well, here, so here's the thing. So even though no conclusion, I, I, that's a conclusion. I don't mean to roll my eyes because, you know, I, I'm, it is a danger that the, the political apparatus has, is a great danger that the political apparatus is using law enforcement to effectuate a coup. But I, I, I just have to, it's just irritating to me uh, that we can't recognize, number one, that that equally as dangerous is the FBI uh, circumventing the Constitution to perpetrate these atrocities on the American people as well. Right. The fact, and, and, and again, maybe it's just my legal perspective, maybe it's just because I have a heightened awareness of this, the fact that the FBI flat out lied, concealed, and fabricated evidence to the FISA courts to get a warrant, and then real, knowing that what they were doing was wrong, went through years of trying to corroborate what they had already presented to the FISA courts, failed, and still said, oh, well, what the heck, you know? And so, I, yeah. you know, I, I get the whole President Trump thing, but for me, on a grassroots basis, that's worse. Yeah, and to your point, I don't have any clips where Barr is upset <laughs> to the same level of this happening to the average citizen. Yeah, well, that's because we know what Barr <laughs> thinks about the Fourth Amendment. All right, so he continues to, First to emphasize First time in history that. that this has been done 
to a presidential campaign, the use of uh, these counterintelligence techniques against a presidential campaign. Notice how he, he repeats that. I mean, that mm -hmm. to me, that's telling. And I don't think I even have the whole clip. I think he said that three times in this one statement. And, and you can see his facial expressions against a presidential campaign, a presidential campaign, a presidential campaign. And then he moves it later, a sitting president. This is the president of the United States. So he, he's really, to me, signaling, because remember, the discussion is about election interference. Mm -hmm. And to me, I hear he's, he's saying, uh, hello, this is election interference. Here's the real right, election right. interference. Right, right. Here's the real election. And, and I, the fact that these people who are trusted with this power have become the ultimate political bullies. Uh, again, I, I, I simply, I, I don't want to, to, to beat this dead horse or keep repeating myself, but here's the thing. The fact that this political party, opposing political party, driven by the quote-unquote leadership in that political party, can bully a city president is dangerous, not just simply because it's Donald Trump, but it's dangerous because it undermines the entire structure of separation of powers and how our, our constitutional republic is to function. They jumped right into a full-scale uh, investigation before they even went and talked to the foreign officials about exactly what was said. They opened an investigation of the campaign and they used very intrusive techniques. They didn't do, I, I think, uh, what would normally be done under those circumstances, uh, which is to go to the campaign. Uh, the, uh, and, and there certainly were people in the campaign that could be trusted, including a member of the Judiciary, Senate Judiciary Committee and the governor of, of uh, New Jersey, former U.S. attorney. There were people to talk to. And what I find particularly uh, inexplicable is that they talked to the Russians, but not to the presidential campaign. On August 4th, Brennan braced the head of Russian intelligence. He calls the head of Russian intelligence and says, we know what you're up to, you better stop it. He did it again later in August, and then President Obama talked to uh, President Putin in, in September and said, we know what you're up to, you better cut it out. That, that's astounding to me. I mean, and, that, and we've heard that before, uh, this idea of they didn't, inf if you think this, if, if you think Trump is the one uh, being infiltrated, his campaign is being inf infiltrated and this sort of thing, why, why wouldn't you let the campaign know so that they could uh, guard what's going on? So apparently while this is happening, you're essentially allowing spying to continue by a foreign power? Why, why didn't you let somebody know so they could put the clamps down? Meanwhile, you're putting confidential informants in the campaign itself mm -hmm. to create, uh, to obtain what they call consensual recorded material about this. And I think, you know, this is just the typical MO of the FBI these days. Th think about it. How many of these quote-unquote domestic terrorists are under... FBI surveillance when they're actually about to engage in their shooting sprees or or whatever they do. I mean, this is the MO. We're we're going to allow bad things to happen so we can collect evidence and then we don't even do the right thing with the evidence once we've got it. But when he talk but when he talks about Brennan and, uh, and Obama the 
running to the Russians. Like, I mean, which is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. If you think that the Russian intelligence apparatus has infiltrated the electoral process, then you go to the people who you think infiltrated and say, hey, hey, we... Yeah. You, I mean, you need to go to the people that may be unwittingly like, being what? infiltrated and say, hey, do you notice this? Do you see this? Because I'm thinking maybe we see something on the outside that you're not gathering on the inside. And so w- my point was, it makes you wonder, again, as Brennan, or I'm sorry, as, as Barr is actually, I think, alluding to here, what was actually the, the, the subject of the investigation? See, if the subject of the investigation is Russia, then you don't talk to Russia about being investigated. That's how investigations yeah. work. If the subject of Russia is investigation, uh, 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 the subject of the investigation is Russia, you don't go to Russia and say, hey, we're going to be investigating you with you. You know, what, you better stop what you're doing because we're investigating you. So it's quite obvious that the subject of the investigation was the political apparatus, was the campaign of Donald Trump, yeah. because they're the ones that didn't get told the investigation was happening. And doesn't it expose their lie? Because people have asked, why, why didn't you tell the campaign? And they said, we didn't tell the campaign because we didn't want to tip them off. You already it, told the Russians like, you're investigating Yeah, them. you said the Russians you are spying. You have the president <laughs> of the United States telling the Russians we're going to investigate you. tip the Russians off, but Please. yet you expect us to believe you didn't want to tip uh, the Trump campaign off. So... It's so again, what's, incons- what's the subject? What's the real subject? Yeah, so of the clear, right. So clearly, like you're saying, what they say is their reasoning can't be because right. that that inconsistency shows that you're lying. Right. So then the whole purpose and to, to that point, what they're actually doing, right? Okay. So if you if you're truly concerned that the Russians are spying, you don't go talk to the Russians. Right. So then the question is, then why would you go through that? that show right. of saying, hey, we see you spying, right? So it reminds mm-hmm. me of of uh, an instance where somebody's trying to draw attention to where they're trying to blame somebody. Hey, hey, s- stop pushing me. S- stop shoving me, right? Mm-hmm. When you see the, you know, poli- like police trying to arrest yeah. me. So yeah, legitimately, yeah. right? Right. When you say legitimate arrest. And then remember the old, uh, what was that, the show they had, uh, Cops, the show Cops, and they would mm-hmm. go around with them. And I don't know if you remember, bad we, we boys, watched the show together the one do? time, and there was this little, I mean, she was like a 150-pound lady. and uh, wet. Well, not 150, she's like 105, and the guy, wet. Yeah, and the guy's just standing there, and we're watching her, and she starts, she starts flailing, while, like the cop is just standing still, and she starts flailing, going, "Why, why are you, why are you, why are you beating on me? Why are you pushing me?" And she literally throws herself on a coffee table and busts the yeah. coffee table and say, "Why, why did you throw me down?" Why? So it, that's the thing that this reminds me of. So somebody goes, "Hey, hey, uh, Russians, hey Russians, we see what you're doing, um, uh, cooperating with the Trump campaign. You better stop." colluding with the Trump campaign. We see what you're doing, colluding with the Trump campaign. And then they go back and they say, see, here's the record. We made a phone call to Russia to tell them to stop colluding. This is evidence that there was collusion going on. Why in the world would would we contact the Russians to tell them to stop doing something that they're not doing? Boom, proof. Yeah. So, right. To me, that's how I you, interpret the whole And then the you leak thing. that proof to somebody who's going to exactly. go sit in a bar and talk about it and exactly. be overheard. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. Total, total, total sham. What's the crazy thing is, 
I just keep running over my mind because one of the the biggest things that I took out of the OIG report is how utterly and completely disrespected Christopher Steele is in the intelligence community. Yeah. He is like a bungling, complete idiot, like a Clouseau or something, right? Nobody respects him. I, and, and from what I've read, I just simply have to draw the conclusion that the agency that he worked for dismissed him because he's a complete idiot. He was dismissed with cause. So yeah, yeah. He so was fired. Well, but that was from the FBI. I mean, from his, but it, and it's, from his country's yeah, service. Yeah, but you see the quotes in the report where it talks about yeah. from the, 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 his employers and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it says uh, poor decision making. Um, I don't remember if rash was the word. I don't think rash was the word. So, it was like this rash. Yeah. And that he, and uh, interestingly, that it said something about um, essentially pursuing political, politically sensitive targets mm -hmm. when, you know, it wasn't warranted. Oh, yeah. So well, it's like a shock habit. and amaze that, that the, you know, the, the uh, fusion GPS hires them. That's right. their whole job is political attacking. There you go. And so my question, the, what brings it up after realizing that, that, Christopher Steele is this this complete bungling idiot, and everybody in the intelligence community knows it. Look, if you're going to get, you're going to try to engage in the first ever political coup through this kind of thing, wouldn't you? And you have the resources that the DNC well, has yeah. and all that. Why would you reach <laughs> out to the biggest idiot in the pol in in the, the intelligence community? Birds of a Oh. Somebody, also okay, somebody in the DNC, somebody in the Clinton Foundation has got to get hire somebody smarter. I'm just sorry. <laughs> if you're going to do this kind of stuff, you're going to have to it, reach outside of your, your little idiots, incestuous shallow pool and start getting smart people. Idiots are going to hire idiots. Mm, yeah. All right. So uh, next clip. Bombshells coming soon. So the inspector general says... He found no evidence to indicate that the FBI's decision to start this investigation was based on a political bias. Do you agree? Well, uh, what, what he actually, I think you have to understand what the IG's methodology is, and I think it's the appropriate methodology for an inspector general. Uh, he starts with limited information. He can only talk to people who are essentially there as employees, and he's limited to the information generally uh, in the FBI. But his approach is to say, if I get an explanation from the people I'm investigating that is not unreasonable on its face, then I will accept it as long as there's not contradictory testimonial or documentary evidence. In other words, it's a very deferential standard. And all he said is, people gave me an explanation and I didn't find anything to contradict it, so I don't have a basis for saying that there was improper motive. But he hasn't decided the issue of improper motive. Now, JC, that's the exact same thing that the media uh, tries to do with the mueller muller Mueller report, mm -hmm. is to insert conclusions intent that are inappropriate to the investigation itself. I mean, right. Mueller didn't, uh, Mueller did enough of that for himself. But remember, we do have, and, and again, go back and watch the show from yesterday, but we actually do have testimony within the OIG's uh, investigation where uh, the uh, handler of Steele said Steele was all about political, uh, w was politically motivated, that the entire motivation for the reports 
that Steele made were politically motivated, that Fusion GPS is all politically motivated, and that the, the, to, to sort of wrap all of those three things in a bow, they were paid by the, the DNC or the Clinton uh, campaign. So we have, without a doubt, political motivation. What, what is happening is, is that the OIG is not assigning that political motivation to the FBI. So let's just be clear about that. Right, and then Barr saying it's that wasn't the role. That's, that's not that's the not role. What the, the report does. This was in, internal uh, review, right. essentially. Did the FBI uh, follow their policies and procedures? Yeah, and and is making no determination. And then mm -hmm. he's about to get to okay. Here's where the determination is mm -hmm. made. I think we have to wait until the investigation, the full investigation is done, and that's the, the fundamental distinction between what Durham is doing and what the IG is doing. Durham is not limited to the FBI. He can talk to other agencies. Uh, he can compel people to testify. Uh-huh. So, difference, he says. He points out there's a difference between what the IG does and what Durham is doing, which he, which he characterizes as the full investigation. Right, because this is the, just a piece. Because the OIG report is an internal investigation. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely limited. He is not in, in he is not an investigator for the collection of ed evidence. The pool of evidence for the IG is what the FBI had in its possession. It can't right. go beyond what the FBI has it. They can't go beyond who the FBI talked to, can't be go beyond the documents that they used because it's about with the information that was collected, did the FBI follow policies and procedures? Now, Durham doesn't is not IG. Durham right. is now DOJ. Yeah. So, and he says, uh, Durham can compel people. Oh, really, Attorney General Barr? Why, why would we need to compel people? Are you saying there was someone who wasn't cooperating? Well, we already it, we, know from the IG report that the, that the guy from Fusion GPS refused to, he refused to be interviewed oh, by oh, the IG. And, oh, but wait. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, but wait. The first bombshell to drop. The first shot across the bow. Who, who Mr. Attorney General, would, would we, you possibly be referring to that, we that need to needs compel? to be compelled? One of the, the problems in the IG's investigation, I think he would agree, is that Comey refused to sign back up for his security clearance and therefore couldn't be questioned about classified matters. So someone like, uh, someone like Durham can compel testimony, he can talk to a whole range of people, private parties, foreign governments and so forth. And I think uh, uh, that is the point at which a decision has to be made uh, about motivations. My, 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 So we're going to compel Comey. So, so let me ask you, does, Com does Comey disappear or does he end I, up I think very it was, sad and depressed and, and you know, decides to be suicided? I think it was very telling that just as soon as the IG report came out, Comey was tweeting, see, vindicated, did nothing wrong, everybody owes me an apology. And he's been doing that stuff nonstop, man, squeaky wheel. Uh, he keeps squealing out there. And then, hey, buddy, if you didn't do anything wrong, why, why are you running scared and you wouldn't talk? Right, the IG right. investigation. Yeah, so Durham Mueller, he's like, I'm vindicated, I'm vindicated, vindicated, and then the mm -hmm. OIG, mm -hmm. for, uh, the IG comes in to do some investigations. Yeah, nope. 
you know, your buddy's not leading the investigation anymore, pal. Right. And so, man, uh, that that was a huge shot across. It was like almost you could see Attorney General Barr winking like. You know, JC, I, it, he, he can compel other people. It's becoming abundantly people. clear to me that we are not going to make it through this. Oh, we'll make it. We're we'll not going to make it through this by the time we have to get. <laughs> by we'll the make time it. Goes. All right, here we go. So that was bombshell number number one. one. Check this out. From day one, remember they say, "Okay, we're not going to go to talk to the campaign. We're going to put people in there, wire them up, and have these conversations with people involved in the campaign because that way we'll get the truth." From the very first day of this investigation, which was July 31st, 2016, all the way to its end in September 2017, there was not one incriminatory bit of evidence not to come one. in. It was all exculpatory. So we know, we know clearly. The FBI ignores it, where he presses ahead, withholds that information from the court, withholds critical exculpatory information from the court while it gets an uh, electronic surveillance warrant. It also withholds from the court uh, clear-cut evidence that the uh, dossier that they ultimately relied on to get the FISA warrant was a complete sham. Uh, they, they, they hid information about the lack of reliability even when they went the first time for the warrant. But, uh, but in January, after the election, the entire case collapsed when the principal source says, I never told, I never told uh, Steele this stuff. And, 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 and this was all speculation. No, and I, I have zero uh, information to support this stuff. At that point, when their entire case collapsed, what did they do? They kept on investigating the president and the, uh, well into his administration after the case collapsed. But here, to me, is the damning thing. They not only didn't tell the court that what they had been relying on was, was completely uh, uh, you know, rubbish, they actually started putting in things to bolster the Steele report by saying, well, we talked to the sources and they appeared to be truthful. But they don't inform the court that what they're truthful about is that the dossier is, is false. So that's hard to explain. And I, the core statement, in my opinion, by uh, the IG is that these irregularities, these misstatements, these omissions were not satisfactorily explained. And I think that leaves open the possibility to infer bad faith. I think it's premature now to reach a judgment on that, but I think uh, that further work has to be done, and that's what Durham is doing. Boom. That's what Durham is doing. Well, JC, this, what I find encouraging is that Barr is saying the exact same thing that we said yes, yesterday. Exactly. The exact same thing, that uh, they lied not only to the FISA court's once but twice but continually they withheld information from their supervisors even when they were asked and they realized that they call it the dossier which was actually a series of 12 uh, reports written by Christopher Steele they realized not only that it could not be corroborated for three years they tried to corroborate it could not corroborate it I mean, this was like, oh, goodness gracious, we've come into the wire. We've got to get something. Because you realize they know they've lied to the court, which is perjury. Okay, that's a crime. Whether we're discussing they've committed a crime or not, these investigators knew at some point that they'd committed a crime. 
Maybe they believed in the interim, in the beginning, hey, we'll be able to substantiate this as we go along. But at some point in time, they realized, oh crap, we're not going to be able to do this. We're looking at perjury charges. We'd better do something. And for three years, you have to know, they frantically tried to do this and they could not do it. So they even lied about the corroborating evidence. Yeah, and you hear, you hear the Attorney General call... The, the, the basis upon which they got these warrants, uh, sham, mm-hmm. rubbish, mm-hmm. false. Right. So while he says... And bad faith. Right. And, and while he says, we're not drawing a conclusion as to motivation, why they did these things. He has drawn a conclusion about the, what they the are. factual nature Mm-hmm. Of these things that mm-hmm. they were false, they were they were they were. It's a sham. It's rubbish, and they knew it. And the question is why. And he says, you know, it seems like they're operating in bad faith, and that's where Durham comes in to find out exactly why. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's all about. And then um, here's where he drops, I think, bombshell number two. This shot across the bow number two. I find this incredibly interesting in talk in him talking about what Durham now is able to do and will be looking at. Listen to this. This, of course, is where the Inspector General is most critical of the FBI. And you, when you say bad faith, are, are you saying a, a bias? Because there can be all sorts of bias. There could be political bias, confirmation bias. What do you think happened? Well, I think there are a number of scenarios, but I don't want to you know, get into them. I think uh, there could have been a lot of motivations uh, involved and different motivations. And there could have been motivations in the FBI and motivations outside the FBI by other players in this. This thing focuses on the FBI. There was a lot going on around this uh, that is not the subject matter of Horowitz's report, but I think has a direct bearing, uh, perhaps, on what was going on in the FBI. Oh my goodness! Did you see that outside players, things outside the FBI, and and you you have to go back and watch. I almost want to play the clip again. Watch his face when he says mm-hmm. that. Watch the facial indications. When you guys can pause, like, rewind, and watch this. Yeah, that man. Again. There was like a little smirk, smirky thing going on. Like he's there, enjoying this oh, way there, too much. There's an emotion <laughs> behind that, like somebody's about to be had, like. It's like a little wink, 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 you know, but... Well, this is a pretty powerful outside section. Outside players. Yeah, this is a pretty powerful section. Whoa. Let's hear the next one. Watch out, Obama. Watch out, Hillary. Outside players. So this is where he talks about, I think, the spying... Based on what you know so far, is it still... Do you still stand by your statement that, that, that the campaign was spied upon? Well, it's clearly spied upon. Yeah, I mean, that's course. what electronic surveillance what is. The OIG I think wiring that. people up to go in and talk to people and make recordings of their conversations is yeah. spying. That's I think going through people's emails, which they did as a result of the FISA warrant, they went through everything, you know, from, from Page's life. Because uh, he know. wasn't in the campaign at the point where no, he began the surveillance. Yes, but his emails were go back. I mean, the main reason they were going for the FISA warrant initially was to go back historically and seize all his emails and texts and all that stuff from back m- months and even years. So they were covering the period that he was in the campaign, and that's exactly the reason they went for the FISA, to get that stuff. That's part of their phony <laughs> I think that's, I think that's so, absolutely hilarious. How could you say they were spying on them? They yeah. just simply slipped 
unidentified people into the campaign, wired them, recorded their conversations to play back and use in a future time. Why would anybody call that spying? Yeah, what an idiot. So, and so right after this, Marie talked about things going on outside yeah, the campaign. The outside players. Outside players. Outside here. players. Then he drops bombshell three, four, and five. Bam, bam, bam. Along these same lines, I mean, there's a shot across the bow mm -hmm. to numerous folks going on here in this interview when the guy asked him uh, essentially about, uh, you know, what, again, what uh, Durham is looking at. And uh, so check this out. Somebody, somebody shaking. What in do you boots. think? What questions will John Durham address that the IG didn't? Well, uh, Durham is is looking at the whole waterfront. He is looking at the issue of how it got started. Uh, he's looking at whether or not the narrative of of uh, uh, tr Trump being involved in the Russian interference actually preceded July. You almost like he, he wants to put the little uh, he he wants to put the little uh, quote fingers yeah. up there. So Trump, you the know. preceding narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then next trigger for the uh, investigation. Uh, he's also looking at uh, the conduct of the investigation. There are some things that were done in the investigation that are not included in. Horowitz's report, and Whoa. he's looking at those things. And but also, a few weeks ago, I told him that he should spend just as much attention on the post-election period. And I did that because of some of the uh, stuff that Horowitz has uncovered, which to me is inexplicable. Such inexplicable. As? Well, what I said is their case collapsed after the election, and they never told the court, and they kept on getting renewals on these applications. Uh, they, there was documents falsified in order to get these renewals. Awesome. Uh, there was all kinds of uh, Perjury. withholding of information from the court. Perjury. And uh, the question really is, what was the agenda after the election that kept them pressing ahead after their case collapsed? This is the president of the United States. Man, did you hear that? What is he talking about? What is the agenda? This is the president of the United falsify States. falsify documents to to withhold information from the court to get FISA warrants to investigate not just anybody the president the sitting president of the United States that's huge man he's talking about treason, treason. That's he's, what he's talking, talking about. about an attempted coup. That is actually the very definition of what he's talking about, legally speaking, treason. So this is huge. I mean, this that's number three, four, and five. So he's talking about the preceding, the narrative preceding, right? Mm -hmm. Who who started this? Mm -hmm. Right? Who launches? Where did that come from? So I mean, they're literally mm -hmm. looking into who started this whole Russia hoax narrative. Where did that come from? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Obama. I mean, who? Who, who started this, right? So you, I, I'm telling you, Barack Obama's getting looked at. They're investigating Obama. He's in this, man. Hillary. Hillary. I mean, there's some, they're looking at. Now, I mean, will they get that touched? Mean, does I, that mean anything's going to happen? I don't know, but maybe, I'm telling you. I'm in, I'm, I'm, what I think is they're on the radar. it may not touch them, but it's going to get higher within their connections than it's ever gotten before. So it's coming. So and then, Barr uh, is about to make a really, really strong statement and here, And then right? the next he says the, the things... There were things in the investigation mm -hmm. that happened in the investigation, not included in the IG report. So, call me, you're not out of the woods yet. And then, the man, that, that one was huge at the end. Mm -hmm. He emphasizes mm 
Mm-hmm. My goodness. And he talk, He says, after the election. And, and when he yeah. says that, he got that look on his face again, man. And uh, this is a sitting president. This president right. of the United States. And so, so what's the, next? The, uh, kind of wraps up with the, the guy asked him uh, about, you know, how, wh- how he views it. What's, what's his position? I think a lot of people will hear what you're saying here and think, well, that's just Bill Barr defending Trump. Your concern about the FBI's investigation is what? Civil libertarian? I think our our nation was turned on its head for three years. I think uh, based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely fanned uh, and hyped by an irresponsible press. Uh, And I think that there were gross abuses uh, of uh, FISA. Uh, an inexplicable behavior that is intolerable in the uh, FBI. And uh, the Attorney General's primary responsibility is to protect uh, against the abuse of the law enforcement and intelligence apparatus and make sure that it doesn't play an improper role in our, in our political life. That's my responsibility, and I'm going to carry it out. Man, that's powerful. Absolutely. That... He said, that's my job, and I'm going to carry it out. I mean, I love how he's very, he thought, like he really stops and thinks and Mm -hmm. deliberate in what he says. Well, that was a loaded question. It was absolutely a loaded question, you know. And it wasn't, oh, some people are going to say that. It's like, we all know you're just here to cover for Trump because you're Trump's guy. No, but I felt like. And he's all like. No. Yeah, but I felt like, you know, good on the interviewer that he gives him a chance to answer that accusation. I mean, yeah. he, he makes accusation, but he gives him a chance to answer it. And, and right. man, he, he knocked it out of the park. And yeah. you get that sense that well, that's what I was saying. I'm going to do a, my job and I'm not going to be moved. He's a very crafty, yeah, yeah. crafty Definitely. speaker. No, sharp, crafty speaker. Sharp answers. Uh, this last part, just just uh, just put everybody on notice about when to expect How long thing. do you think, just to... Go back to Durham for a moment. How long do you think his investigation is going to take? Do you have any sense of how he's, how long he's going to take, and what will we see when he's finished? Watch his facial expressions, by the way. Um, you know, these things take time, and I, I, I know there's a lot of impatience. Uh, people want results immediately, but those are people who don't understand our, our process. Uh, we have to be careful about the way we collect evidence, and we have to make sure that we have enough evidence uh, to justify our actions. And that we're not going to cut corners in that respect. Uh, you know, I, I, there are some people who think this thing is going to drop in a few weeks. That's not the case. I see this perhaps uh, uh, reaching an important watershed, perhaps in the in the late spring, early summer. And, and how, how will that, I mean, obviously, he's got a grand jury. If he brings charges, we'd find out about that. But otherwise, will he have a report? Will he, will he just dis- tell you? How I does that work? I haven't discussed that with him yet. Do you have any goal? Would you like to see him have a report or make some sort of public presentation? Uh, I, I'm going to largely leave that to him, but I'm also uh, interested in discussing that with him as he gets further along. It's so funny because I watch Barr and uh, so many of his facial expressions remind me of my own father. Yeah. They're very similar and that, that old twinkle thing that he, happens. He tries to be you know? real he tries to be real controlled. <laughs> yeah, but but it just, comes out other it, places. It's bubbling. So right now so right now, Comey, you've got until spring. 
Early summer, summer, early summer, Obama, get your, Clinton, get your affairs in get order. Get your stuff in order. How, you might you know, be going on a long vacation. The Clintons have got their hammers in hand. You know, they're ready to start smashing things. Um, Obama's starting his offshore, well, he's probably already got his offshore fund somewhere and, and they're figuring out their house. You know, I was just wondering why Michelle Obama has put on so much weight lately. Maybe it's because she's stress eating. I don't know. But it, this is, this is a, like I said, this is, this is bigger than impeachment. This is, this is bigger than just Trump. This is bigger than Barr. This is bigger than Billary. This is bigger than Obama. This is historical stuff that's going to shake this country either yes. way. No, it will no shake this country either way. No question. And the thing, the difference here, impeachment as it's as it's unfolding, is, is just a political thing. It's yeah. just, and it, a, like it's I just said, an attempt to influence yesterday. the election. Yeah, it's what mm -hmm. I said yesterday. This is why yeah. Nancy Pelosi is pushing the articles of impeachment so quickly yeah. because she knows Barr's timeline. This is not something that's, that they're just, everybody right. in the world is just finding out. D.C. knows this timeline before Barr gives this interview. And they're pushing this so they can drown out whatever yeah. Durham comes up with. And this isn't political. This is legal. Yes. You're talking about yes. prosecutions. Yes. There's no prosecutions coming out of impeachment. Impeachment is going nowhere yeah. once it gets to the Senate. This is It's a done deal. Yeah. The, that show is in the House. It's, it's contained in the House. When it's done, that's it. End yeah. of story. That's, that's their best shot at influencing the 2020 election. But between now and then, there's a bigger event that's coming. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com and share everything. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com. Get your Liberty First gear. As we enter into election season, why don't we lobby for liberty in, instead of personalities? Get your Liberty First gear at chrisannhall.com. Uh, share the article. Share this post. Share this YouTube video. Thank you for supporting us. Text IMPACT2020 to 33777. Support what we do. So many people saw the show yesterday and said, guess what? We're not hearing this anywhere. What you're telling this truth, what you're telling us is not being told anywhere. Help us, encourage us with that truth. Show us your support. Text IMPACT 2020, one, one word, uh, IMPACT 2020 to 33777. And I just want to say thank you for joining us. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. And I'll be in D.C. See you.